Hey, hey, hey there. This is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now, let's do it. Let's get to it. Wow, guys. Well, 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 well. What do we have here? First of all, happy February the 17th. And of course, I am doing well today enough to to do this episode. Um, as you guys know, or if you don't know, now you know, I'm going through chemo, t- chemo treat, k- chemo therapy treatment. And I have been now for two, this is the second month. And so my last episode, I said, you know, it depends on how I'm going to feel uh, when I'll do my next episode. And it has been, it's it's been a minute. So uh, at least over a week. Um, yeah, because it was the day before chemo that I did my last one. And I was going to do it earlier, but a lot has happened. A lot has happened since then. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Um, oh, a little side note. When I was younger, I used to love to do Jim Carrey impressions. Like, I love to do his impressions. Uh, I just loved Jim Carrey growing up in the um, in Living Color characters that he had. He had this fire marshal bill. And I know I'm talking to like probably people who are like, uh, who's Jim Carrey? And weird if you to say if you were to say that because I think he's just like an international star but even weirder if you well not weird because I'm you know showing my age now but in the 90s yes 30 years ago uh he was just an up-and-coming star on this skit yes this uh, sitcom or, or comedy show called in living color and that's not how they said it but that's how I say it but uh it, it just I'm talking J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez was a dancer. That's how how long ago it was. Um, So she was not even known yet, really, um, in the show. But she was one of the dancers for the show. Uh, Jim Carrey turned out to be an amazing, to me, in my opinion, anyway. uh, He turned out to be an amazing uh, actor, comedian. Uh, Let's see, who else? Holy cow, like there's Jamie Foxx. If you don't know who he is, Google him. Uh, Jamie Foxx, international movie star, I'm sure. Uh, he started out way back then in Living Color. And the Wayne brothers and the Wayne family, they have like a lot of them. Um, that was their show, basically. And there are other people that came out of that show that, you know, went on to do great things. So it's it's just uh, it's just been an amazing um, it's been amazing to see how that show produced or created all these amazing actors comedians uh, anywho he started there and then he went into acting of course he had the you know gosh a pet detective ace ventura and but his, he had this character in in living color and the it was fire marshal bill and he's like let me tell you something let me tell you something um and, and of course you can't really get it on, uh, you know, in, in, in listening to me right now, as opposed to getting it up front in, in, in your face, you know, like the whole, I would do the, my, my, you know, my mouth a certain way when I did his, you know, character. Um, and there was this other character in, in living color where he was like Conan, the barbarian, but <laughs> a female. And, and he had like a ponytail, two ponytails or little things. And he had this horse laugh, which was crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Jim Carrey was just uh, a big, 
a love of mine character and I used to just do impressions so much of him so much to the point guys that people are like every time I see Jim Carrey I think of you hope and I even had a friend at one point tell me because she never knew she never saw Jim Carrey by the late you know mid to late 90s she never knew of this person so like she didn't see how he was so to, to me I was just making impressions of him like being Jim Carrey and so when she finally saw like Jim Carrey she's like oh my god he's acting like hope like he is so acting like hope when it was of course the other way around but at any rate I just wanted to say that and share that with you that I'm such a dork and um I just love making people laugh and and he was just one of those people that I could do really well I, I don't know how many women out there that can do a really good Jim Carrey but I like to think that I am like up there in the top five of him of doing him doing doing him <laughs> I didn't mean that <laughs> of doing impressions of him and uh, I had a dream that I was his sister I don't know if I ever shared that with you but not that I was his lover that I was his sister that's how much in awe of I, I, I was of him and still am to a degree I think he's he's an amazing um even more so I think he's matured and evolved into this really good actor and he's really good painter like an artist paint artist and I follow him on Twitter and he gets pretty political maybe that's why another reason I like him because he stands up and uses his platform for for what I would think is good um and to to call out people's bs and he has he has the ways and means to do that so go on with your bad self jim carrey um so yeah anyway moving on i'm doing better i um from chemotherapy i had it on the 8th of february and i um was not good for about six days a solid six days i had like serious nausea I just I was nauseated all the time and it was so not cool and it was so new to me because 2012 when I did five months of chemo which was probably the worst type of chemo you could ever do because it's in the I had a port in my abdomen so the port uh, was where the chemo would go raw they would they would warm it up and they would insert the chemo into that port that would go straight into my cavity which is where uh, the chemo had the cancer had originated from horrible horrible um experience i mean to, to to live through it is like a miracle in itself because it's just that bad and, and a lot of people can't take it a lot of women can't do those six cycles i was one of them as young as i was i mean 40 just turned 41 i thought okay i could do the six cycles i can do this but you got to get to a point where you have to be honest with yourself and you got to tell yourself like no i'm gonna die if i keep doing this and i was like nope not good. and I'll, I'll talk about that later i mean i'm always i was i'm always going to interject things about the cancer and the, the journey that I've been on there'll be times I'll interject that a lot going through these episodes in these seasons but when I get to the episode where I'm in season 41 there will be a season 41 but I'm only in season five now I don't really talk about it because that was the year that I went through it anywho um bad nausea bad nausea bad bad nausea <laughs> um and in 2012 i didn't have the nausea like they they have really great anti-nausea pills for chemotherapy that they've come a long way as opposed to when my mother was uh, my grandmother was going through cancer she had breast cancer back in 1970 1971 so it was i can't i can't i can't even imagine what that was like the chemo 
and the radiation and not having all the things that they have now. That said, apparently it's not, it doesn't always work. I mean, I have really good anti-nausea pills and they've always done their job. In 2012, I don't think I ever really had a lot of nausea. There was one time that I threw up like nobody's business and it felt like let's just say shattered glasses that were coming out of my I thought blood was going to come out because it's ripping through my throat and down in the down under on my buttocks but that was only once but I didn't have this this lingering nausea feeling that I've had that I had for six days after chemo so it was with me for six days and it's like holy cow, when is this going to go away? I'm taking the pills. I'm taking them every six, seven hours, eight, six to six, six to eight hours. I'm taking them like I'm supposed to. It's why is it not working? It's troublesome. It's troubling to, to feel like it's not working. Like, why is it not working? I mean, I know the more chemo that you put in your body, that's poison. The more poison you put in your body, the more it's going to hurt your body. My doctor even said that with more chemo is going to be more side effects. It's going to be more pain, more everything because it's poison that's going into your body. And we're not supposed to subject ourselves on a normal basis. Of course, with that, it's because I'm going through cancer for the third time that I'm having to have this go back into my body that I'm rather well, correction rather than I'm choosing to have this chemo continue to go into my body. So thankfully it's only once every four weeks, but it is a lot harder on my body. It's a lot rougher. It's a lot harsher. And I'm, I'm experiencing things that I didn't experience the two previous times, which is, is, is interesting, I guess, because I just, I just don't know. I don't know what to expect. So I had nausea for six days. Um, and then I had this, uh, I forget the technical word for it. There's an actual technical word for when you get, uh, joint pains from chemo and you get muscle pains from chemo. And I got the muscle pains, mostly the muscle pains. I get the joint pains, but it's mostly been like, so basically this, after the nausea, the sixth day, the seventh day, then came this kind of like crazy, excruciating, intense muscle pain started in my neck and then it just went down to my mid to my mid to my lower back even down to my to my uh to my buttocks to my what's that word hypo no no um the gluteus maximus yeah yeah man the gluteus maximus seriously my butt my butt muscles hurt which is just crazy um and i didn't like that i don't like that because why because you know, Texas is in a state where you can just like pop some marijuana gummy bears or smoke marijuana like legally. And I don't even know if we can do it medicinally for purposes for cancer treatment. I haven't read anything anyway, and I just don't have access right now to that. So I have to pop those pills, you know, the trimetadol. I'm out of uh, Vicodin, but I do have codeine. So I have the Tylenol 3 and I, and I, and I get to a point where, oh, just have to just bear it, you know, grin and bear it because I don't want to pop those pills. But it gets to the point where I'm like, uh, hope you're stupid. You're stupid. You got to pop a pill because it is just too excruciating. And it was, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter what I do. If I lay down, if I get up, if I stretch, if I move this way, I move that way. It's just present, this presence of pain in my muscles. 
the muscle creams or relaxers is uh, the muscle relaxers aren't even going to do anything i gotta pop the tylenol 3 in order to just kind of really make myself relaxed um my just my brain really um and it worked within an hour i was passed out so that that's kind of come and gone um a couple of days now because it's wednesday so it's been nine days so yeah and so right now, I, I mean, in the nausea, uh, it's kind of still there, but very minimally. It's its not anything like it was for those six days. So. so that's why I'm here, able to have this episode, because I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm not on any pills on top of it, so that's an extra good. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, people who pop pills to take care of their pain... Uh, as long as they do it responsibly, they're not bad people. I mean, we all have to know what our bodies can take, and we all have to know that we, at some point, have to take those med- those those pills to to help us. It's just not taking them, you know, too much and 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 not abusing them. That's I know that that can happen. So maybe that's why I'm always kind of hesitant to not take too many because I don't want to get to a point where I'm like popping them every day. Even if I'm not feeling the pain as much, you know? So, yeah. Moving on. Did you guys know that we're in this, like, winter apocalypse going on here in Texas? Well, not just in Texas, but, like, half of the country, I think, is something's going on. But let me tell you, I like to think of the silver linings, and I like to think of the the positive things about this. And I put this on Facebook. I said, look, first COVID-19, now winter, a freak winter thing going on now but people no zombies no zombies so let's think about the positives (laughs) and seriously thank the lord we don't have zombies but this is just wild guys it's like 2020 was just like seeming seemingly i don't know like an appetizer because 2021 is just a cray cray um don't get me wrong i'm still very thankful to 2021 because it is there are a lot of good things that are still, you know, we've got the, the vaccines rolling <clears throat> rolling out. There are many more people that are getting this vaccine. My well, my uncle and his his uh, his live and lover. No, <laughs> my uncle and his uh, life partner. They just got their vaccine over in New Mexico, and, and I'm I'm seeing and reading a lot of good things coming out of this. And the numbers are dropping. Praise God! But I think the winter freaky winter thing has helped too because people can't really go anywhere. I mean. Nothing closes down. Nothing really closes down. But we've got Starbucks. I haven't had a Starbucks in three to four days. And I don't really have the money, of course, to buy Starbucks. But my friend gave me like a $40 gift, gift card to Starbucks. So I was like, yay, I get to use it. But now I'm like, nay, I don't get to use it because everything's closed. This storm hit, hit, and it hit, and it hit hard, guys. I'm talking... It looks like Colorado. It looks like Norway or Finland. And I've been to all those places and I've seen the snow in those places. So I can say, yeah, it looks like that in person. And this is Texas. We we were the other day. It was one degree Fahrenheit, guys. That's like negative 17 Celsius. And at the same time, I looked at Tromso, Norway, which is a place I visited and saw the northern lights a couple of years ago and it's supposed to be cold it's Tromso Norway and it was 25 degrees Celsius I'm sorry 25 25 degrees Fahrenheit but in Texas it was one degree holy 
granola bar, guys. Like that's just insane. Like everything is like backwards. It's 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 been colder here than in places where it's normally not. Wait, hold on. It's been <laughs> it's been colder here than in places that it's normally colder. Like Chicago, Denver, things like that. Like it's just it's just been crazy. And I'm going on a little bit of a tangent for a couple of minutes. I've got a couple more minutes that I want to talk about this, but I'm thankful because I haven't seen snow in Texas. Well, nobody has seen snow in Texas like this in like a hundred years. <laughs> but uh, now it's kind of like, okay, we get it. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And people got to do like the sledding down the hill. My, my The street on my apartment complex is not a street anymore. It's pretty much a ski slope. And that's awesome. And kids are getting to play in the snow and make snowmen and snow women and, you know, gender fluid women, snow people. I don't discriminate. <laughs> but it's like, okay, enough. The Arabic word for enough is like, halas, halas, we're done. It's, it's Texas. We're not, we're not, you know, ram tough. We're not. We are not built for this weather. And obviously our infrastructure is not built for this weather or rather the electrical companies and all of that that are a part of this because they dropped the ball. Somebody definitely is going to get screwed for this one because guys, let me tell you, I've been over at my brother's house, excuse me, for like two days. First, it was just me just to, you know, see how it was because it wasn't that cold yet. And then the next day I came back and the electricity and the heat was off still. So I took my, my bed, my bed, my beautiful spunky with me. And we went over and crashed on the couch at my brother's. And I'm very grateful to have my bro, you know, like we're not that close in, in a lot of ways. We don't talk a lot. Um, he's not big. He's not big converser, if you will. And it's just, he's always been that way. It's not like it just one day happened, but, um, he's still my brother and I love him. And, and, um, it's great to have him about 15, so minutes, 15, 20 minutes away. And, you know, great that he offered, um, for us to come stay there. And he even, you know, bought some pizza and, and, you know, it was, it was, it was nice to spend some time with him because we just don't do that really ever and it's been that way for a long 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 time because he works so much but his job was called off his daughter's school is called off I mean it's it, I, I don't have enough time to really talk about how crazy it's been here with this weather no Starbucks as I said um, most of the fast food restaurants are closed most of the restaurants are closed even the grocery stores were closed for a day or two um, there were some water burgers there were some McDonald's, there were some Sonic, some fast food restaurants that were open and they were slaying it, guys. I'm talking like they probably made more money in uh, the, these last two days than they have that they're, you know, this they're going to make up their whole yearly uh, sales in just a couple of days because uh, the streets, uh, they were like wrapped around the corner, people waiting to go to the drive through to get their fast food. And, you know, to a degree, I don't blame them, but you know, this is America and our first world problems. It's like, yeah, honey, we could make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, even though we don't have electricity. We could, we could, we could make some, you know, sandwiches and, you know, this food's going to go cold. So we can make some bologna sandwiches, cheese sandwiches. Uh, we can't cook anything, but we could still eat it. That sounds really good. Like we can feed our family and we'll be all right. Mm, or we can, you know, wait in a line for an hour and a half to get some fast food, unhealthy fast food. Let's go with plan B. 
because <laughs> it's, you know, it's our thing. It's our American thing. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not. Because I'm one of those people. I did. I sat in that car for about, 30, well, it was about 30 minutes. And uh, got, got my chicken nuggets on my way to my brother's. But at any rate. It's been crazy. But to not have to, not to have Starbucks. <laughs> to have Starbucks. I haven't had coffee for three days. And now I'm back in my apartment. And we have heat and power, which is great. We don't have water. And um, you need water. I have like one and a half water bottles. And um, I don't drink a lot of water. So I should drink more water. But I don't drink a lot of water. So I'll be okay till tomorrow. But I don't want to use the water bottle to make coffee. So I'll go another day without coffee. And I guess at the end of the day, of course, that's not the end of the world. And I'll survive. I'm just glad to have heat back on and to be back in my own apartment, to be in my own bed. Because uh, there's just nothing like your own bed, man. There's nothing like it. And I'm happy to say that there were a lot of places that opened up. They were called warming facilities or warming centers to um, to welcome people to come in and, and use their out you know their outlets to charge up their phones their computers whatnot and to stay warm um i think that's awesome it is really these times where people come together in the communities and we see you know how we, we could actually live amongst each other in in unity and peace without all this division that we've had in our in our in our country for so long but uh, i know uh, i guess i should digress here but yeah, that's that's been the 2021 winter apocalypse uh, without the, the zombies, like I said. So I'm still still grateful, right? And hopefully tomorrow we'll have water and hopefully tomorrow more and more people will have electricity and hopefully there's going to be a big investigation on how Texas handled um, this, this crisis. And it is a crisis. I think uh, President Biden did a state of emergency for for us in other states as well and my prayers are out there for everybody in all the states that are having to deal with power outages because i've never had to deal with rolling outages or power outages i think in my whole life to this like to this degree and to experience this you you hear about it in other you know code states but um yeah, to experience it for yourself is just it's an eye opener, but it also shows me that we should be further advanced than we are. Like I lived in Germany for two years, Europe, much older country, of course, we're we're babies compared to Europe. But at the same time, we also are an advanced country. We're a first world country. We have, you know, gosh, how many things that we create in this country. So how can we not at 2021 have plans put in place for such scenarios? There should be uh, scenarios played out, scenarios practiced. There should be people who are paid lots of money to come up with these, you know, contingency plans and, 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 and think of how said scenario could could be affected if we did this or if we did that or if we did this. You know, why is downtown lit up and sports venues are still going on when there are people without electricity should salvage the energy here to put out over there you know i don't know i'm not a genius i'm not an expert in this i'm not gonna pretend like i am but i know the things that i've learned in my life experiences and in the military is that you should have a plan a a plan b a plan c you should have contingency plans you should place you should have scenarios you should run 
scenarios and, and, and try to figure out what could happen. We haven't had anything like this happen in a hundred years, guys. A hundred years in Texas, we haven't had it this code. So we've had a hundred years to plan, I would think, you know, at least 30 years. I think one of the last times it was this code as well, or close anyway, um, was in 1989. So we've had 30 years to, to kind of come up with ways that we can prevent what has been happening and what is still happening right now. Cause there are people that are still without power. There are still people without heat. People have died from running their cars in the garage and not, you know, the carbon monoxide. Um, there are people, cause if you, if you, if you're somewhere and it's below 50 degrees, you need to get somewhere and get warm because that is dangerous to your body. You can go into hypothermia. And so there's just, there have been people that have died. There have been people that have gotten sick that have had to go to the hospitals. There's just, there have been horrible things that have happened. And I think it could be prevented. Now, I'm not going to go too far into it, but people try to say it's the windmills. The windmills don't make any difference. And that's hogwash. It's been proven that the windmills didn't cause this. Um, I, I heard on, from a guy on Facebook and he was like, the windmills, they freeze. They don't put things in place to defrost the windmills so the windmills can continue to keep going. So, um, heads will row, if you will. Uh, there are a lot of people that are going to have to be held. I know it's a, such an ancient word, but they're going to be people that are going to be held accountable for what has happened here in Texas. And rightly so. Rightly so. I'm not like, I'm just think, you know, we are the consumers. We pay our bills. We pay for the water. We pay for the electricity, for the heat and whatnot because we trust these people we rely on these people we know that things aren't perfect and temporary shortages will happen temporary being the key operative word not two to three to four days of having no power and no heat and no water like the apartment complex i'm in there the pipes busted so like sometimes you understand that things are going to happen but not like this not to this degree and so i say yeah when you're put in positions of authority you are going to be held accountable and responsible and you have to, to deal with the aftermath that comes with that if things don't go the right way. So I hope that if anything, we can learn from this and learn quickly. I mean, again, it's 2021. We freaking have rockets out in space. We're, we're surveying Mars, but we can't figure out how to keep people from freezing to death in their own apartments and homes. Like, that's just, that's just crazy. Okay, and the last thing I'm going to talk about, and yes, I got to say it, as people know, Donald Trump was impeached for a second time, and surprise, surprise, he got acquitted, and he only got acquitted because there were Republicans who have no spines and who didn't vote to, you know, for him to be held accountable. Again, that word, accountability. Um, and now he's off, you know, a second time. Not that that would be anything to be proud of because of the fact at the end of the day, you were impeached two times, something that's never happened. And that's nothing to be proud of. I think his son, Eric Trump was like, Oh, on Twitter, like my daddy is like two and zero, two and oh, uh, yay. And I'm like, dude, that's nothing to be proud of. It's like somebody who commits a murder. He committed a murder. We know he committed a murder. He ruined families. He hurt lives for forever and lost lives. You know, he's done horrible things and we know it. 
but he had good lawyers or the jury didn't want to, you know, convict. So he got off. And then he did it again. And we know he committed a murder. We know he did bad things. We know he's the person who did it. And yet he got off. I mean, you shouldn't be proud of that. It's the fact is the person was still a murderer. The fact is Donald Trump is still hashtag a loser, hashtag not the greatest president ever, and hashtag should have been held accountable and convicted. So now we're going to leave it to the civilian sector, perhaps? I don't know. I should start my own lawsuit against him. I really should. I mean, my mom died of COVID-19. He didn't take it seriously. That's not a big thing. It'll be over before you know it and blah, blah, blah. And these masks don't really make a difference. And I'm not going to wear a mask. So my mom didn't really take it seriously. And then she got it and then she died. So I should hold him accountable for my mom's death and the death of over 440,000 people. So I don't know. I'm still thinking about that. But at any rate, guys, I'm not happy about that. I'm sure a lot of people aren't happy about that. And there are a lot of people that are still ha- still think he's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm not happy that there are people that are still not going to be held accountable for the January 6th insurrection. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that will. And I'm praying more and more people will. And these people will do time for what they did. Because it was a federal crime. And it was treason and insurrection. And um, uh, I look forward to seeing how that's going to play out. I don't wish bad on anybody. Anybody. But people need to be held accountable as Christians, as Muslims, as atheists, as Hindis, as humans, we know that when people commit crimes, there have to be repercussions to those crimes. And this former president is no exception to that rule. So to that truth. And so I hope maybe we can get him to be held accountable in the civilian sector as now, as he is now a civilian. Um, So yeah, we'll see how that goes. And if anything does go from that, I'll report on it. Holy cow, it's been almost 30 minutes, guys. So I guts to go. I don't know why I stopped at 30 minutes after 30 minutes. I mean, I guess it's like, well, part one is over. (laughs) I didn't mean to talk for this long, but I haven't talked for over a week. So I wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of what's going on with me. And, and, uh, you know, it's a tough time with hope. But that really is all I have for you guys. Continue to keep me in your prayers. Continue to uh, send me your well wishes and your good vibes. Pray for Texas, of course, and pray for all those other states that are going through uh, this freak winter apocalypse. And pray that we continue to have no zombies. Really, we don't need those. Um, Stay safe. Stay healthy. We may not be talking about COVID-19 as much, but it doesn't mean we're not talking about it. And it doesn't mean that it's gone away. We still have it. It's still a virus and it's still contagious and it's still something that's affecting many, many people out there. I'm happy that the cases are going down, but at the same time, until we don't have thousands of people dying every day, until we don't have anybody dying every day of this virus, then we still need to be talking about it and we still need to be taking it seriously. Double mask if you can. Keep washing your hands. Keep social distancing. Um, Don't go out if you don't have to. Really, guys, just protect each other. Protect yourselves. As always, God bless you. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye for now.